1: For another essential edition of the Michael Deacon program, first-time listeners, thanks for finding us. We've been waiting for you. Oh, yeah, it's true. Long-time listeners out there, much love to all of you, and, of course, those outside of America. We appreciate your support, too. Joining me tonight, back by popular demand, James Fetzer makes his return. James is a respected author and researcher. His accolades are endless. And of course, he's quite the controversial figure. And we really do appreciate that here. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing us into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again, on a night like this. Hello out there, wherever you are. I'm out here in all central California, and it's hot as hell. On one hand, you don't want to be here right now. And of course, on the other, COVID-19 cases are quite low out here, so it's a double-ended sword, as it usually is, and I've lost count how many days it's been since the quarantine. My hair is getting long, just like yours. I just don't want to look like my neighbor. It looks like a Tom Hanks in the movie Castaway. Wow, I'm not completely frustrated, that's not the case for many other Americans out there whose patience is quite running thin by now. Without further ado... Let's get down to brass tacks and bring in Mr. James Fetzer and of course my right hand man, the co-host, Mr. Mike Hadius. How are both of you gentlemen doing this evening?
0: Terrific, Michael. It's
2: great to be back. Very nice. I'm, Go ahead, Mike. I'm doing good as well, Michael. Thanks. Perfect. Uh, thanks for having
1: me. You sound good there, Mike. I'm glad you are with us and crystal clear
2: so far.
1: <laughs> Hell yes. We, yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed.
2: <laughs> let's do that
1: yes so jim welcome back to another amazing edition of the michael deacon program you are a veteran of the show and that you are a regular here it's not your first rodeo we don't have to get too far into the introduction here but jim before we begin i was hoping we could talk briefly about your background and then we could jump into all sorts of things one of those being 9-11 at one point we have to talk about that since the anniversary is coming Close once again, Mike and James.
0: Well, I suppose it is, Michael. I was uh, commissioned uh, a lieutenant in the Marine Corps upon graduation from Princeton, magna cum laude in philosophy, where Princeton was number one in the world in math, physics and philosophy at the time. I resigned my commission as a captain to enter graduate school and earn a Ph.D. in the history and the philosophy of science and then had a 35 year career as a professor of philosophy offering principally courses in logic, critical thinking, and scientific reasoning. So I suppose it was inevitable When I became serious about research on JFK, that I would apply those skills, I have pioneered collaborative research by bringing together groups of experts in different disciplines to supplement areas where I am not myself an expert and have been remarkably successful dealing with JFK, 9-11... Wellstone, Sandy Hook, the Boston bombing, Orlando, Dallas, Charlottesville, Parkland, Las Vegas, even the moon landing, Michael. So I published after Amazon.com published my, my book on Sandy Hook, where I brought together 13 experts, including six current or retired Ph.D. professors where we'd established the school had been closed by 2008. It was loaded with asbestos and other biohazards, damaged by hurricane, not suitable, not habitable by students. It wasn't even compliant with American for Disability requirements for handicapped parking and the like. There were no students. There was a two-day FEMA exercise, technically a mass casualty exercise involving children, for which we even discovered the manual, with a rehearsal on the 13th going live on the 14th. Some of the participants became confused about the date and put up donation websites already on the 13th. And even Adam Lanza, the alleged shooter, was initially recorded in the Social Security Death Index as having died on the 13th, making his feeding shooting 20 children and six adults the following day all the more remarkable. It was up for just one, less than a month on Amazon.com, went up on 22 October 2015, down on 9 November. After selling nearly 500 copies, I immediately released it to the public for free as a PDF. But my series editor and I realized we needed another outlet for our books and founded MoonRockBooks.com. We've now published 12 volumes there, Michael. And would you believe of the 12, Amazon has banned six.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: It's got to be the indoor record, Michael. I mean, I'm not right. You. But it's on all those subjects. You know, they banned the book on uh, Sandy Hook first, and then they banned the book on the Boston bombing, and then they banned the book on Orlando and Dallas, and then they banned the book on Parkland, and they banned the book on Charlottesville. They even banned the moon book. Well, that appears not because of the essays on the moon, but it also has essays on the the death and, and replacement of Paul McCartney, which remains, to my mind, remarkably controversial perhaps even more to many than that we did not go to the moon. But it also had a couple of chapters on the first death of Saddam Hussein, where the guy who was put on trial and hanged was not Saddam, but one of his doubles, and where in the second death of Osama bin Laden, which was stage managed by Barack Obama, because Osama had died a year, 10 years before, a whole decade before he actually was in the CIA. He was Colonel Tim Osmond and was our man in Afghanistan, instrumentally in getting Stinger missiles into the hands of the Mujahideen, which they used to shoot down soviet helicopters and planes and drive them out of that country he was even visited by an official of the agency at a hospital in dubai shortly before his death in afghanistan on 15 december 2001 where he was buried in an unmarked grave there were local obituaries both cnn and fox news reported his death on the 26th of december 2001. So, you know, they fake that he was still alive, they used doubles, phony audios and all this. Yeah, but Barack Obama found it politically expedient to resurrect him and have him die again in order to position himself for a triumphal re election. I mean it's all political theater, Michael. It's just amazing how regularly, systematically the American people are played for saps.
1: And Jim, when exactly was it when you came to realize that there was much more than the "quote unquote" official narrative has to say,
0: what with Osama?
1: Well, with anyone. When, when did this first really uh, kick up oh, for you? What oh, was oh, the event? I got
0: drawn into doing serious research on, uh, research on JFK in uh, 1992. When the editor-in-chief of the Journal of the American Medical Association went on television to announce everyone had done serious research on on the case, including Mark Lane and David Lifton and Charles Crenshaw had actually been a physician president in trauma room number one when JFK's moribund body was brought in and then two days later was responsible for the care and treatment of his alleged assassin, Lee Oswald. I mean, I knew their work. I knew this was good work. And here was the uh, editor-in-chief denouncing the best work, characterizing Oliver Stone's Magisterial film JFK is docufiction. Well, I knew it was the most accurate, complete and comprehensive presentation of what actually happened in Dealey Plaza on 22 November, 1963 ever presented to the public through the mass media. It was flawed in part because one of his advisors was a fellow named Robert Groden who's done some good work, but has also actually been working the other side. Groden, for example, to this day, insists that uh, home movies of the assassination, in particular, the Zapruder film is authentic when it is not, so that Oliver Stone was operating under the false assumption that the Zapruder film was authentic, when in fact they took out about 100 frames, turning from Houston on down, and then more than 400 after the limousine was brought to a halt in Dealey Plaza to make sure JFK would be killed. So since the accident film has four hundred and eighty seven frames and we've we're missing 500, they're actually missing more frames than are in the extant version of the film. He also denied, didn't let Oliver know that Lee Oswald was captured standing in the doorway of the book depository as the motorcade passed by, which, of course, not only means it cannot have been the lone demanded shooter, but he cannot have been one of the gunmen at all. But we now identified eight different shooters, Michael. I can give you a name, rank, and serial number of seven. The eighth was only recently drawn to my attention he was actually just behind a with a single solitary tree on the opposite side of the grass you know you wouldn't think there was any place there for a marksman to hide but I've seen two photographs. One in the hand of Rick Russo, the other Ed Tatro, which are different photographs of the same guy standing with a rifle. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And now David Bandick, who's the leading expert on the medical evidence, believes that not only was Jack hit in the back of the head by a shot fired from the Daltex, and then the right temple by a shot fired from the intersection of the triple underpass and the picket fence on the grassy knoll, but he was also... Shot in the left temple, apparently, from that by that gunman behind that solitary tree on the south, south grass. I mean, it's absolutely stunning
1: indeed. And uh, Jim, I got to get your opinion on this once again. And we've talked about this before, but of course, anytime you're on, people want to know your opinion on this. So I thought I'd ask and you could weigh in on this one. Of course, we already know Donald Trump talked about this maybe back 2018, perhaps it was when he first was talking about opening up the files and being the bringer of truth in regards to JFK and 9-11. But we haven't seen that. Was he stonewalled, in your opinion?
0: No, actually, we've seen a lot of it, Michael. It's just that if you aren't into the, you know, research community, you wouldn't know. He actually released a whole lot more files, Uh, It appears that Trump is amenable to persuasion, which means he's rational, but some of those who are advising him are doing so for improper purposes, for example. He appears to have been convinced to withhold the, the file for George Joannidis, who was the PSYOPs officer who was involved in both JFK and Bobby's assassination. That would be extremely important. But he did release a massive evidence, including what happened in Mexico. Remember, it was a key part of the legend of Lee Oswald that he'd gone to Mexico right, to try right. to secure a visa from the Cuban embassy so he could make an escape. Uh, after assassinating the president to eventually to the Soviet Union. But in fact, the whole story in Mexico turns out to be a complete fabrication. The CIA it was a major operation among the assets. Believe it or not, Michael, among the assets of the CIA in Mexico were three then current or former presidents of Mexico.
1: Understood. And Jim, before we move on from JFK, where can people find your JFK show?
0: Oh, the new JFK show. Yeah, yeah. It's mostly at 153news.net. Uh, you can look under the name of Gary King, or you can look under the name of Gus Chambers. Uh, if you go to 153news.net, Gus Chambers, you'll find he has archived a whole lot of my shows, Real Deal shows, the Raw Deal shows, the new JFK show, and even others. Uh, but Gary King hosts the show. We've done 325. Wow. Yeah, new JFK shows, yeah.
1: Uh, you've done so, a lot I mean, there.
0: There's a lot of good stuff. And Larry Rivera has been doing the cutting-edge research. When they released these documents, Michael, they did not do it as they have in the past by releasing scanned versions that it would be possible to search electronically. They only released them in versions that you have to study and go through manually one page at a time to make it more difficult. And let me just add, by the way, that uh, Trump undoubtedly was convinced that he had to withdraw, withhold some of these documents on grounds of national security. And if you ponder the situation, if the official government account were true, if it had been a disgruntled former Marine who fired three lucky shots, To kill the president. There's no national security aspect. So withholding evidence about what happened in Dallas on the grounds of national security implies already by itself that the official account is, well, there are a lot of words we could use. That's right. A a huge pile of bovine excrement.
1: Understood. (laughs) And yes, I agree with you completely. And someone in the chat room earlier mentioned a debate that you had with E. Michael Jones on Kevin Barrett's show.
0: You know, honestly, I you don't, remember, I, I don't remember, but how did it go? I mean, I think that Michael well, Jones is a pretty smart guy, you know. Uh, what, were we debating? Were we debating JFK?
1: I have no idea. But apparently it was a bit of a, an abortion, they say.
0: Because <laughs> what happened? Tell me.
1: I have no idea. I wish. <laughs> I'm waiting for the chat to tell me about <laughs> this one.
0: What happened? Uh, the bit of an abortion? I mean, look, JF, JFK is the. Well, I don't
1: think it had to do anything with JFK, though.
0: Well, this is the most complex murder mystery in right. history, you know. I wonder Absolutely. if it could it have been about nine eleven, you know. Everything about nine eleven was fraudulent too. I brought together another group of experts for nine eleven and you know, we discovered all four of the plane crash sites had been faked in different ways, which I would even verify with Major General Albert Stumblebein, who is formerly the head of US military signals intelligence, including photographic. In other words, this was a top guy in all of the U.S. military for photographic intelligence. And I gave General Stumblebein. I did a show with him, a two-hour show where I went through all the evidence. The general not only agreed with me, but gave me more reasons why I was right.
1: Understood. And of course, there are other rumors um, stating that Osama bin Laden wanted to uh, even assassinate Barack Obama because their assumptions were Vice President Joe Biden would be completely unprepared for such a task. Can you imagine if that happened?
0: So who who didn't want to assassinate died. Obama? <laughs> Osama bin Laden died on 15 December 2001. I
1: Well, that I'm with you. I agree with you on that uh, for sure. But he
0: didn't have any interest in assassinating o- Obama. He wouldn't have even known about Obama. Obama was a phantom. Obama came out of nowhere. Obama was a creation of the CIA. This is Obama a
1: story a that's been running for whatever reason. Obama's
0: a complete and total fraud, Michael.
1: Well, I... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> to some degree, sure. And uh, oh my. Yes, I. I that's another I, thing I, I
0: voted I voted for the guy twice. Yeah,
1: you did, Jim. You you voted twice I, for him.
0: I, I, that was a, a, a largely a function of his opposition, you know. I mean, I I'm an independent. I'll vote for the best candidate. And that, frankly, until Trump, the Republicans hadn't put up a, a respectable candidate that I could vote for. But when it was Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton, it was no contest. That, for me, was a no-brainer.
1: Right. Yeah, this was just a story that was being um spread around. I'm not even sure why it was. I, I'm on the same ocean as you were there. I'm not yeah, quite sure. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, really. And I know many Ameri- Americans out there still have trouble believing that our own government – Probably lied and deceived us, uh, especially about 9 11 here. About oh, sure, what sure. happened sure. that Tuesday 11. morning.
0: 9 11 was orchestrated by the CIA, the neocons, and the Department of Defense who'd come from the Project for a New American a Century. Most of them were dual US Israeli citizens, and the Mossad. The whole point of 9 11 was to provide a pseudo-justification for the U.S. entering the Middle East to take out the modern Arab states that had served as a counterbalance to Israel's domination of the entire region and eventually to confront the Persian nation of Iran. It was the brainchild of Bibi Netanyahu. He began plotting this in the late 1980s, and with the demise of the Soviet Union, when the U.S. was the only remaining superpower, they played up in this website, project for a new American century, the the phony baloney idea that the United States could create a new worldwide empire that would endure for the next 100 years, hence the new American century, if only they would aggressively enter the Middle East and exert military and diplomatic power outward from that geopolitically sensitive region. But of course, it was none of the above. It was simply Israel using the American military to take out Israel's enemies who were not enemies of the United States.
1: And Mike, go ahead. I, I think you're going to chime in there. Uh,
0: yes, I was. Go Thank ahead, you, Michael. Now, now to both of you,
2: I, I want you both to know that I'm not taking sides on on anything right now, but I am up for suggestion. And I got to say, before the show, Michael and I uh, were texting each other back and forth. And Michael sent me a link. Uh, what is it here? It's on my phone um, in reference to uh,
1: a building seven. Yes.
2: Building 7 – thank you. Building uh, 7, a study by the – a university studies – study finds uh, a fire did not cause third towers uh, to collapse on 9-11. So when I read that, um, it basically said that there's been a study uh, investigating that the – there is a possibility – and I'm saying possibility, not definitely, but a possibility that um, this was staged – and we were um, we were uh, hoodwinked. So I got to tell you, I'm having a really
0: hard time well, trying to accept this. Of course, many
1: this Americans is- out there, Mike, uh, have uh, a very what, hard what, time what, believing what, this.
0: What are you having a hard time with, Mike? Everyone well, knows about Building 7. Architects and engineers have for years. Been well, hang on, hang on. Uh, they even uh, put up a video in Times Square showing Building 7 coming down in a classic controlled demolition.
1: Right, Jim.
0: Fire had nothing to do with it. The fires in Building 7 were very modest. Building 7, by my estimate, may have been the most robust building ever. Erected by the hand of man, it was put up over two massive electrical generators provide backup electricity for New York. It was designed to never collapse. Let me give you an illustration. Even when they did the Twin Towers, the massive steel beams, which varied in thickness from six inches in the sub basements up to only a quarter of an inch at the top, so you know six to five to four and so forth, uh, were hollowed out in the center because they provide nearly as much structural strength as solid steel beams. But in Building 7, they use solid steel beams. I mean, I'm telling you. That's why I think it was so hard for them to bring it down. There were explosions going on all morning in Building 7. There was a fellow who worked for the New York Emergency Management who went there, believing that the mayor would be had his special command and control center on two floors where they had their own air and water? He, he, Jennings was his name. When he got up there, right. they were half-eaten sandwiches, still steaming cups of coffee, and a fireman came along. We got to get you out of here. Explosions were going off while he was in the building. A stairwell, a stairway, was blown out from under his feet. At one point, he felt himself stepping over dead people in the pitch blackness. He couldn't see the bodies, but he could feel them. When he got out, he gave uh, interviews that were quite sensational at the time. Now, Building 7, because it's so embarrassing to the official account, I mean, even Dan Rather on 9-11 described Building 7 as coming down in a classic controlled demolition, just right. as we've seen with those resorts and casinos in Las Vegas. He said it live on the air at the time. Yeah, by the way, Jim, that he doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah. By the way, Jim, we, we were just uh, stating a lot of people aren't even aware of that. Uh, Building 7 even went down. I, I know yeah, it sounds wild, but well, a lot of people aren't even aware.
0: Well, it was about seven hours, of course, after the north and the south tower had been destroyed.
1: That's pretty wild.
0: I, I mean, Mike, what were you saying? that doesn't mean Yeah, Mike, anything, go ahead. It? Listen, listen. It, two
2: things. Number one, first and foremost, you asked me a question. Why do I feel that way? Why am I thinking that way? Why is it so hard for me to accept it? Because... I just – I can't believe something like this would occur with the amount of people that were destroyed. Now, that's the first thing. The second thing is – uh, whatever Dan Rather, Dan Rather was that who who said said Dan Rather? Yeah, uh, even,
0: even Dan Rather. I mean, I'm hang not, on, hang on. If Dan, Dan
2: Rather said it, doesn't mean it's true. It's just a no, my, lot of people said it. My,
0: a lot of people. Mike, 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 Mike. Don't blame me for an idiot. I'm, I'm not, not
2: blaming idiot. you for an idiot. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm simply stating. Hang on. I'm simply stating. I'm having a very hard time accepting this. If indeed it is true, and 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 I I, I gotta be honest, I. I don't, it's just so hard for me to accept, Jim. I- I'm I'm feeling like betrayed by my government. Well, That's- you
0: ought to feel that way because everyone That's who's taken a look at nine eleven knows building seven came down in a classic controlled demolition. It's been verified by dozens of experts. It's very easy to determine, Michael. It comes down at virtually free fall speed. All of the floors come down at the same time. It's totally symmetrical. You see this slight crimp at the top, but ju- it just has all the features of a classic controlled demolition. We know from experience that they leave a residue, a pile of debris equal to about 12% of the height of the original. This was 47 floors it left five and a half floors. Now, what's interesting is not what everyone knows, namely that Building 7 was a controlled demolition, but That the north and the south tower were not destroyed the same way. They blew apart in every direction from the top down. All the floors remained stationary. The buildings were being converted into millions of cubic yards of very fine dust. And when it was over, guess what? There was no pile of debris. None. That means they did not collapse. They were destroyed, and it appears to have been done with some sophisticated arrangement of mini or micro nukes. The building was turned into very fine dust, which is a signature of mini or micro nukes. The U.S. Geological Survey did a study of dust samples from 35 locations in New York and discovered elements that in their quantities and correlations, barium, strontium, lithium, lanthanum, tritium, some of which only exist in radioactive form, they would not have been there had it not been a nuclear event. Now, we can argue about there are more than one theory about how the nuclear demolition of the Twin Towers took place, but I had Father Frank Morales on my shows twice he was a first responder from St. Mark's Episcopal Church both times, both times. He emphasized those buildings were destroyed, not just two, but even slightly below ground level. Here's something else. When Rudy Giuliani started bringing in those 115 dump trucks the following day, and it was astonishing because I'd say in New York to line up one dump truck would probably take you a month and a half. He had 115 It wasn't that they were just hauling out all the debris against the uh, preferences of the highest ranking fire officials who wanted a forensic examination. They were bringing in tens of thousands of tons of dirt. That's exactly what the Soviets did when Chernobyl melted down. They brought in tens of thousands of tons of dirt to absorb the residual radioactivity.
1: You know, Jim, I'm glad you mentioned the former mayor of America, Rudy Giuliani. You know, to this very day, I, I still have not gotten over Rudy Giuliani. I'm still disgusted by the former mayor of America,
0: Jim. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was election day in New York. He wanted a third term. He thought this was going to be catapult him to another term in office. I mean, it's amazing. Giuliani was dirty. I think it was a big mistake that Trump used him for anything because Trump had to know. Trump, interestingly, was interviewed in the immediate aftermath of 9-11, and explained that the same builders who had constructed the Twin Towers were working for him now, and that it wasn't possible that planes could have brought the buildings down, that something else must have been involved. He actually says bombs. So many of us felt that it was highly probable that he would release uh, records on 9-11. I don't rule it out. Trump has got such a complicated political situation. He's surrounded by traitors. But I think he's actually been quite brilliant. Today, we had the biggest controversy uh, where in relation to uh, the COVID, the alleged uh, pandemic, which turns out to be Uh, The virus appears to be real, but it's in a whole family that include the common cold. And in fact, actually, the mortality rates, when you sort out the real from the fabricated, because they're counting everyone as having died from COVID-19, if they die and happen to have had COVID-19, even if they were murdered or committed suicide, it's that bad, okay? that, that uh, it's actually the death rate is lower than that of the seasonal flu. I mean, it's a completely embarrassing. And i got to tell you, I have been doing my homework on this. I've even been doing daily updates with a guy named Dean Ryan in L.A. and Mike Barrett in Seattle. For more than three weeks, we have done a daily update on the coronavirus Fa- fabricated. Call it a planned demic if you want. No, you've been busy I'm, there. I'm telling you it's completely fake, but it's having devastating effects. Where this guy Anthony Fauci, I call him Anthony Tony the Rat Fauci, he is a he's a you know an instrumentality of a medical mafia headed by Don Bill Gates, who want to you know trash the world. Gates wants to control the world using vaccines, and for him, vaccines are big business. He has, he has paralyzed 500,000 girls in India with a polio vaccine. The, the physicians there were so disturbed about this outcome that they had the ingredients tested in his vaccine and they turned out to be sterility and anti-fertility drugs. He's had similar devastating effects on African girls. The guy's such a monster. We had a, a member of the Italian parliament yesterday denounce him and recommend that he should be arrested and prosecuted by the International Criminal Court for Crimes Against Humanity, that's Bill Gates. And if you look at the current Millennium Report, there's an absolutely sensational article about Anthony Fauci and his role in all of this. I mean, I'm sorry to say the American people are very gullible. They tend to believe what they're told. Just as you, might can't believe the government would pull off something like 9-11 to promote a political agenda, because it's, it's so disconcerting to our belief in our government as somehow nurturing and protecting us. The idea that you'd have this medical official uh, 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 giving false information to the American people that could make a difference to their lives. Let me give you the perfect example today, Trump. Acknowledged during a press conference that he's taking hydroxychloroquine, even though the article I'm looking at a CNN report about it. Physicians question its effectiveness. I have watched these doctors or pseudo-doctors or actors playing doctors on MSNBC, on uh, NBC, both tonight, television I watched, on a special CNN report, you got another, and they're claiming that the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine for dealing with cl- cl- hydroxychlor- of, of hydroxychloroquine for dealing with uh, uh, COVID-19 has not been established, but get this. Fauci knew about hydroxychloroquine in 2005. Nobody needed to die. He knew about it because there was a major study published in the Virology Journal, the F- official publication of the National Institutes of Health, which was a blockbuster article on August 22, 2005, under the heading, Get Ready for This. Chloroquine is a potent inhibitor of SARS coronavirus infection and spread, What turns out that what we're dealing with here is technically identified as SARS-2 as a variation on SARS, but it turns out that the inhibitory effects that were observed when the cells were treated with a drug either before or after exposure to the virus, suggesting both prophylactic and therapeutic advantage. I mean, listen to this. This means, of course, that Dr. Fuchsie has known for 15 years that chlorine and its even milder derivative, derivative, hydroxychloroquine, will not only treat a current case of coronavirus therapeutic, but prevent future cases prophylactic. So HCQ, hydroxychloroquine, functions as both a cure and a vaccine. In other words, it's a wonder drug for coronavirus. And Tony Fauci has known this for 15 years, nobody had to die. And now on MSNBC, on CNN, on NBC, they're having these phony doctors saying there's no evidence that it's effective when the evidence was in the virology journal published in 2005. So if I am a former professor of philosophy can find this out, how in the hell can these medical experts they're citing not know it? They know it. They're either completely incompetent. Or they're giving malicious disinformation to the public that's going to cost lives because this is a completely effective treatment.
1: And, Jim, I must ask you, what's your opinion on how President Trump has handled the quote unquote pandemic
0: Well, it's really astonishing if you stop and think about the big picture, okay? Fauci and this Brooks, this woman, you know, came to him based upon this model by Neil Ferguson from Imperial College in the UK. And by the way, I actually participated in a dissertation defense at Imperial College. It's a very reputable academic institution that was projecting the loss of 2.2 million lives in the U.S. and 500,000 in the U.K. if the economy were not shut down. Now, think of what that meant to Donald Trump. His greatest accomplishment as president has been this incredibly robust growing economy and sure. a story stock market. By shutting down the economy, he was acting in the interests of the American people, contrary to his own political interest. The Democrats, however, have been precisely the opposite. They've been going with the Fa- Fauci-Gate swindle of the American people and, and opposing. Maxine Waters even came out and said, we don't want these establishments to reopen. They want to drag it out as long as possible because they think it's going to give them a political edge against Trump for the election. It's not playing out that way. Uh Trump has now enjoyed his highest popularity approval ratings, uh, even by a CNN poll. And CNN is very unsympathetic to Trump. It was at 45 percent. We know that's at least 5 percent short. So he's at least at 50 percent. And that the public generally, you know, thinks he has been acting in an appropriate way, as indeed he has. I mean, look, if you think that Fauci's an honest player or Berg's and you take seriously, then if you're really concerned about the people, you do what Trump did. Now I think he's pretty much knows better. He knows that Fauci is a rat, as I'm describing him, Tony the Rat. And that gates is a monster of of greater than biblical proportion. This like gates that. is going to turn out to be one of the great mass murders of all time, following in the footsteps of Henry Kissinger, Mao Zedong, Joseph Stalin. I mean, Pot-Paul. It's astounding.
1: It really is. It really is. And of course, elections are coming coming around the horizon here how's how, this gonna how work Jim? Is,
0: i'll tell you how bad it is for the democrats michael go ahead I had, I had on my show sunday a resident of la a real smart guy he actually contributed the book we're talking about which is the the moon book and i suppose we didn't go to the moon either
1: moonrockbooks.com
0: yeah moonrockbooks.com yeah which my go. series editor mike Halachek, who is an old newsman himself but also has published many many books Principally fictions about Americana, sort of in the style of Will Rogers or Garrison Keeler. I mean, they're wonderful books. Had suggested the title as a sequel to our first book, Nobody Died at Sandy Hook, which upon which hearing one might turn and say, yeah, and I suppose we didn't go to the movie either. <laughs> Absolutely. So we chose that for the, the title of the book to follow the Sandy Hook book. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it it's just, uh, astounding. Uh, how much we have been able to accomplish through that venue of putting all the pieces together. And, you know, yeah. there it is.
1: There it is indeed. And again, I'm still just kind of um, concerned how voting is oh, going to oh, be. Yeah. Are, are we gonna... sorry, That's okay.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Because the point I was going to make is that the guy I had on my show Sunday actually contributed an essay about Paul McCartney and his replacement fall who's actually about four inches taller and has uh, different teeth. He's got better teeth than a normal palate. Paul had bad teeth and a and a narrow palate. I mean, they aren't the same guy. But you wouldn't believe, Michael, the semi-hysteria that breaks out in an audience when, when they even hear the thesis that Paul actually died in an automobile accident and was replaced by a guy I regard myself as an so- even better musician. Now he resides, he resides in LA. This is an extremely perceptive, thoughtful guy. And he was saying that the mayor's decision to shut down Los Angeles even through August is going to have such devastating effects. He believes the resistance is so great that California could go red. Think about it. If California went Democrat, that's 50 electoral votes right there from one state alone that the Democrats have been taken for granted. But because of these absurd policies they're pursuing, and you got to realize Maxine Waters is from California, Nancy Pelosi is from California, Diane Feinstein is from California, Adam Schiff is from California, uh, Eric Solwell is from California. I mean, these are lunatics.
1: I agree. And uh, Mike, go ahead. I think you had a question for Jim.
0: Uh, are,
2: are, are we on the topic that Paul McCartney is now fake?
0: Yeah, the present Paul McCartney was not the one born who originated the the Beatles band with John Lennon. Yeah,
2: when did that happen?
0: Nineteen sixty six. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he died in an automobile accident. And I know it's real. It sounds so strange. I've been a huge Beatles fan. I had this radio show. I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of shows, and every show I opened and ended and did my breaks with Beatle music. I even did a tribute. I was once asked if I could have been anyone else who would I have wanted to be. And and I said, Paul McCartney. But now that I know the truth, I would have awakened dead because (laughs) he was. decapitated in this automobile accident.
1: Amazing.
0: We They're two different versions.
1: Indeed. And and Mike, I got to get your opinion as well. What What's your take on Donald Trump and how he's handled the so-called pandemic, Mike? What's your take?
2: Oh, um. look, uh, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, I've I've been really struggling with what's going on lately. That's right. I'm I'm rather concerned because I I I no longer I'm no longer sure if I have an opinion at this point. I I've, I'm seeing so many things happen. Uh, you know, the, the shutdown of the country, uh, the shutdown of other countries, the um, you know, just I I, I can't quite get it. And so it's pretty it nuts. The, yeah, it's it's really mind boggling. So as far as the president is concerned, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I mean. I have to say, up until this was all going down, I personally think he was doing a great job. I really do. Now that this has happened, I I, I somehow feel that. And again, this is just a speculation. It's not. It's not something that I'm, I'm 100% con, convinced about. Sure. But I think that there's a possibility that this may have been a a, a move on the Democratic side to foil. The economy, thus putting President Donald Trump in a position in which he is, uh, lack of a better term, his hands are tied, so to speak. So I don't know, Michael. I'm at this point, I'm, I'm very confused. I don't think anyone knows. I'd rather not, I'd rather not give an opinion on something that I cannot prove or have evidence about. So I'm really confused, man.
1: And that's a good answer though, because none of us really do know this is quite new for everyone. And Jim, I'm sure you can sort of agree with those statements as well.
0: Oh, sure. I sympathize. I sympathize with Mike's plight. Sure. I mean, look, if I weren't buried in this stuff, I mean, you know, if I hadn't been spending endless hours going through hundreds of articles virtually every single day because I'm constantly processing news reports, I'd probably be quite baffled by the situation myself. But I guarantee you, Uh, Trump's going to come out of this in terrific shape. The Democrats have done the best job of self-immolation I could ever imagine. The fact that they actually are trying to destroy the country. I discovered they're following a radical agenda that was proposed in the 1960s by two activists who were at uh, Columbia University. The Clovel piven strategy where you overload the social network safety, the social safety network, and collapse the economy so you can rebuild it closer to the heart's desire. I mean, frankly, this is simply insane. But if you track the way the, the Democrats are acting, and notice the Republicans are opening their states Slowly, to get yes. the people back to work, right. which is what is a necessity. I mean, just imagine uh, the, the calamity that's befallen the country by shutting down the economy. Uh, country has been has been catastrophic, and it, it covers so many different levels. Uh, you, you have an increase in suicides. There are going to be more suicides out of despair because you can't put food on the table, keep a roof over your head Right. Uh, from the coronavirus. you got kids who have been shortchanged on their education. you got other patients who normally would have been in and evaluated. You're going to have uh, hundreds of thousands of deaths from cancer that would have been detected and treated early that weren't detected because of the coronavirus. coronavirus shutdown. But most important, you know, you're impoverishing the state's ability because there's no revenue to tax, and when the, the workers aren't making any money, the government isn't getting any taxation. So they're going to try, just as Nancy Pelosi was illustrating with her three trillion dollar, you know, package, most of which had absolutely nothing to do with the working class, nothing to do with getting the country back to work. It, it was a, a a Democratic wish list. They're trying deliberately to collapse the economy. We even have a report that all the Democratic governors were on a conference call with George Soros recently, and he was encouraging them to stretch it out as long as they could in the false belief that the public's going to hold Donald Trump responsible. But why would the people hold Donald Trump responsible for, for a contagious disease? I mean, it's idiotic, particularly since he took measures early on that were appropriate, such as canceling flights from China, canceling flights for Europe. They were criticized at the time, but they were the right thing to do. If you go through it and, and track it carefully, you'll find Donald Trump was taking appropriate measures to protect the country and the American people, but he was being played by medical experts such as this, this Dr. fraudshi. He's a total failure. He's no okay. no better.
1: <laughs> I like 30, that too.
0: 35 years, you know, this, <laughs> it's just embarrassing, Mike, what's it, going on. It
1: really is. It really is. And of course, uh, Jim, he's also been fighting recently, well, most recently. He fought with a female reporter out there, and I've got audio of that. Let's play that.
0: Go up for it. Said many times that
1: the U.S. is doing far better than any other country when it comes to testing. Yes. Why does that matter? Why is this a global competition to you, if everyday Americans are still losing their lives and we're still seeing more cases
0: every day? Well, they're losing their lives everywhere in the world, and maybe that's a question you should ask China. Don't ask me. Ask China that question, okay? When you ask them that question, you may get a very unusual answer. Yes, behind you, please.
1: What, sir, why are you saying that to me specifically?
0: I'm telling you. I'm not saying it specifically to anybody. I'm saying it to anybody that would ask a nasty question That's like that. That's not a nasty please question. Please go ahead. Why is it matter? Okay, uh, anybody else? Please go ahead in the back, please. I have, to, I have two questions. No, it's okay. But we'll you pointed to me. I have two
2: questions Mr. Next, President. Next next please. But you did you called on me.
0: I did and you didn't respond and now I'm calling on Sorry, I just The young you lady me. in the back please. I just want <laughs> to let my colleague Okay. Finish, but can I ask you Ladies a question, and gentlemen, please? thank you very much. Appreciate you, it. Yes. Thank you very much.
1: Now Jim, I got to say in my personal opinion I think, you know, I, I can understand he was frustrated with, with some of these questions out there. And they got to say, that was probably the only alleged moment of weakness, I think, in my opinion. I think he should have just stayed there and sort of had it out with the reporter and not, not have walked away when he was being pressed by that woman. I, I think he should have stood his ground a little bit more there and put well, her further in her place.
0: There's so much bullshit coming from the media, Michael. Well, I, I don't mean, disagree. It, it- Uh, uh, To me, it is infuriating to watch MSNBC, CNN, and NBC all give life-threatening false information deliberately to deprive the public of the knowledge it's entitled to have about hydroxychloroquine, which is like a miracle drug in relation to this coronavirus. I mean, it's just inexcusable, in my opinion, that... This is happening. Amazing. I I share the president's frustration as a consequence.
1: Yeah, I could understand that. And thank you, Dave, very much. And yeah, I could clearly tell the reporter was getting under his skin. I'm sure many of those reporters by now are pissing them off.
0: being dirty, you know, and he didn't have the time for it. Michael, just ran out of patience. I'm sure he did. I might agree with you that in in an ideal world, Trump might have handled that reporter differently and with greater effect, as you suggest. But I mean, look. I think there's a limit to the man's patience. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. He has done a brilliant job of calling out the fake news media. I mean, we've never had a president who had that capacity, that ability to to expose the press. And I'll tell you, it's happening more and more and more because this thing with the hydroxychloroquine, frankly, I mean, that is as bottom line as it gets. Where Where They are putting Americans' lives at risk by telling them that a guaranteed cure, hydroxychloroquine, is not known to be effective. But Anthony Fauci has known it's effective since 2005 because of a masterful article published in his own journal. It's that bad.
1: And of course, we do have Joe Biden out there being endorsed by Obama and by AOC now, who at one time was pretty critical of one Joe Biden on social media. now That's she's right. now she's a big supporter. And of course, we do have Joe Biden saying the, the weirdest things. Uh, and I'm by
0: not, the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs. That turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde my in the God. sun, and the kids used to come up and reach <laughs> in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. Oh. They look at it, so I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap.
1: So we got Joe Biden here <laughs> loving kids jumping on his lap. There, my um, um, bizarre! Holy hell!
0: He's a very sick person, Joe Biden. He's
1: a sick man.
0: He is. And and he's brain damaged. I mean, the man's cognitively impaired. I mean, it, 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 he must Democrats. be brain
2: damaged if he's got AOC as, as his uh, helper in, in the new Green Deal. Wow.
0: <laughs> Joe Biden, the Democrats cannot nominate Biden. I mean, it would be idiotic. He couldn't possibly participate in a debate against Donald Trump. He'd come off looking like a total moron he is in fact not all that bright. but i'm telling you that would be unbelievably awful for the democrats
1: and i'll be honest with you jim
0: replace him, i think the greatest mm-hmm. most likely is uh michelle obama if <laughs> oh, it's no. not Andrew cuomo who insists he's not gonna run
1: michael obama
0: i know i know i know my god so if the American people want to vote for a man with breast implants and a huge shaving bill, I say, have at it. <laughs> we
1: my need truth goodness. in
0: advertising.
1: My God. Well, well Jim, I got to be honest with you and my Mike is here. You know, I got to be completely honest. I was surprised that Donald Trump became the president. I-, I can tell you that I was completely shocked. I didn't expect him to get the nod.
0: Well, I, so I, so thought, I thought
1: I so thought this would yeah I thought this would be a, an easy win for Hillary. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of 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 either Clinton. It's just I I knew even back years ago I was just completely surprised that so many people were completely against him. And I knew that Hillary was the chosen one. That the feds were already aligning themselves with Hillary here. So when he actually won, I thought, wow, I don't think that was supposed to happen. Yeah, of course. And I, again, I, I, again, I made- boys, again, boys. Before you jump in there, Mike, I gotta say, and I'm not a Republican, and I'm not a Democrat or affiliated to any political party, but I must say, knowing what I did uh, early on, and of course now, I'm just I'm baffled that all this is starting to play out for the American people out there, the the normies, the the normal folks out there that are not invested into any of this. Um, it, it's quite it, it's quite insane to finally see that. America is starting to sort of peel back the curtain slowly, and the American citizens out there are starting to see how corrupt the government is. It's really something else yeah. to observe. Yeah. And Mike, go ahead, I, jump in there. Or, I, or Jim, I, go ahead.
0: I, I agree completely. All, all I wanted
2: to say is uh, – and I've said this numerous amounts of times on the show. The the re- It is my personal opinion that the reason Donald J. Trump won the presidency is because – People were the 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 the, the hardworking blue collar man of America was tired of watching the same bullshit take place every single election year for the yeah. last twenty or twenty five to thirty years. Yeah, and they wanted somebody from the outside to come in and clean up, and that's that's why what it seems like to more- me. That's right. And, and that's why the voters came out in droves to elect a man who they knew. He may not, you know, he's got his own flaws and he may not, you know, talk like, you know, slick willy and a politician, but he damn well knows what he's doing because he has cleaned up this country and he has cleaned up this world. And it is my person, it is my personal opinion that he got that election because the people were tired
0: of bullshit. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you.
1: Yeah, and it's simply that I thought the odds were stacked against Trump, and sure enough, he pulled out the victory, and I was impressed because, again, you know, I knew of Trump way before he was this political figure, and I've always had this like and dislike for Trump, but of course, he's always amused me and entertained me, of course, so it's hard for me to hate the guy because he's, you know, very approachable in, in a way.
0: Yes, and he's a genius at PR, a genius.
1: You know, oh, I don't and and, and get
0: back to what you asked Jim before about uh about what
2: or actually what you had commented about how Donald Trump seemed to show some weakness in that that comment. to That's what. Yeah,
1: that's what some people are stating. I'm, I'm just thinking well, he was probably just frustrated.
2: That's my. That was right. what I was going to say, Michael. Mm-hmm. This guy deals with it every goddamn day from oh, the yeah. media. They yeah. just and, and, and they just constantly yeah. they hammer him and hammering him. Yeah. I would, you know, at this point, if it was me, I would, I would just tell them, you know, go screw all of you. You well, all that's suck. What I was, every <laughs> one of
0: well,
1: that, Mike, Every single
0: one of you suck.
2: Get the hell right out
0: on, of here. You. You're
1: right on, Mike. Yeah, that, well, that's <laughs> the that's the sort right. of uh, response I was hoping for from Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right I would get amused by that. But, yes, again, the only worthy candidate I saw for the Democrats was, of of course, um, Gabbard and, and, you know, what happened to her. She's been exiled from the party.
0: Michael, I don't know if you heard this rumor, but what I picked up is that Tulsi Gabbard actually won the Iowa caucus. Remember how many of the candidates, the leading candidates, were senators and had to be in Washington for the impeachment. So the Iowans got to know Tulsi and they liked her. That's why the vote was so jumbled and it took them days to get it straight. They could not allow Tulsi to emerge as the winner of the Iowa caucus.
1: It's insane, though. I mean, that was the only (laughs) valid candidate. And they got rid of her.
0: For the second time, the Democratic Party has sabotaged the campaign of Bernie Sanders. <laughs> That's now, right. In this coronavirus pandemic, who would be the best possible candidate the Democrats could advance? A guy who is promoting Medicare for all hands yep. down.
1: And now he's gone. Good. He's filling the burn.
2: <laughs> I hated that guy. <laughs> you hated him? Oh, I hated him with a passion. I think I like Joe Biden better than I liked uh, uh, Bernie Sanders.
1: (laughs) I can't disagree there. You know who I really always have liked is that Ron Paul. Yeah. I always had that good charisma about him and his son, Rand Paul, just can't sort of um, get to that level. I'm not quite sure why, but he doesn't have that same charisma as the old man. I don't know why.
2: Rand Paul has said a few things that have disturbed me in the past, too. And uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember them, but they got me a little pissed off in the past.
0: Well, I don't think he's as good as his father, but he is a chip off the old block, and he's a hell of a lot better than almost any other senator we have, alas.
1: I think with time, I think with time, he'll probably get there. I hope so. Slowly. And of course, my goodness. So we're going to come down to um, Trump versus Biden, apparently.
0: No, no. They can't put up Biden. He's he he's lost it. He's brain damaged. He's cognitively incapable. He'd be dismembered during the debate, Michael. Oh, I would love that.
1: I can't so, wait to so hear that. Him,
0: look, there was a representative, a spokeswoman for the DNC the other day said. She said this. We are not officially nominating Joe Biden.
2: So who are they gonna uh, 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 who are they, they gonna got, use? They gotta have the
0: conference. They gotta have the convention. I predict it's probably gonna be Michelle.
2: Yeah. Oh God, no! Please, please, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no! no. Here, here's the the
1: okay. here's what's going on, Mike. Um, the rumors, um, the rumors of um, Joe Biden. If he's elected, he will be bringing in a female VP.
0: Well, he's already said that openly, Michael. Yeah, he's already committed himself to that.
1: Yeah, I'm uh. not sure if Mike knew that though.
0: Yeah, I'm sure
1: he did. Mike, you knew that? That they were going to select a female? No,
2: I I did not know that. No, no, no. I think that's a mistake. And when you say a female vice president, are you talking about Michael Obama?
1: Well, no, I'm not referring to her, but I mean, I'm sure there's some Democrats out there who want to make that happen.
2: Oh, God, please, no. (laughs) No. That's the last person I want to see run. Is
0: it's embarrassing? It's embarrassing, but I'm telling you, all these people are corrupt. They all have major baggage. There's no way they can beat Trump. That's why they're doing all these desperate things. Absolutely unbelievable! Indeed. Crashing the U.S. economy in order to win an election. How awful is that? That's that's despicable. That's beneath contempt.
2: Indeed. Yeah, see that? That's that's where I I have been. That's where my head's been at lately, and, I, and I'm I'm like. Is – are the Democrat – are the Democratic people uh, – the Dem is the – let me start again. Is the Democratic Party actually – again, I'm thinking this to myself. Is the Democratic Party actually doing this to our country and our economy? Are they really that evil that they would do something like this? So that's what's going on in my mind every day.
0: Right. Well, the answer unfortunately is yes. Just look around you. The evidence is on every side.
2: Jim, then you must know understand my, my my concern here, which is why 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 why?
0: I, I it, it, it's out of both necessity and delusion. They they believe in this uh cloven driven plan that if they destroy the economy, they can bring back a new form of government where there's a guaranteed annual income so we don't have poor people anymore. Frankly, I think it's an absurd scheme, but that appears to be part of the motivation. The other is necessity. They have no way they can beat Trump. So they're, they're, they're trying this out of sheer desperation, Mike, sheer desperation. It's insanity. But it's driven by their ideology and their hatred for Trump. I mean, you're getting lunatic ravings out of Democrats, celebrities and the like, Cher, Bette Midler and a host of others. I mean, it's completely bananas.
1: And Stern out of all people. Now he's a hardcore Democrat, it seems. Uh, It's sad.
0: I know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm shocked.
1: I'm shocked, really. And Jim, what do you make of General Bill Barr saying just this Monday? That he does not expect criminal investigation of Obama or Biden as a result of the program.
0: No, they just, no. you may be just calming the water, but I guarantee you this uh, this guy, uh, Durham, is going to do the job. So stand by. Just wait and see. I think a whole lot of players are going to fall.
2: Oh, I hope so. I hope yeah. I'll tell you. I, I, let me tell you guys something. And I want the whole world to know, whoever's listening, if the, the following two people go down, Obama and Hillary, if they go down, I will personally, I'm going to go streaking. I'm going to take off all my clothes go streaking. run through the streets. All right? I want you to know wow. that.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> love okay? It. Love it. Love it. You heard it here first. I heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here first, my right?
1: wow. love it. And of course, another-
0: such, it's always such a joy to come <laughs> on with you, my friend. Yes. And,
1: and Jim, before I let you go here, I, I did want to mention that uh, – creepy sleepy joe biden does have a new nickname uh, for president trump he was calling on president tweety because <laughs> of his use of twitter
0: you want to hear the latest insanity from joe biden he claims Please, the department yes. of Go ahead. justice exonerated general michael flynn to distract from the coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> oh boy the guy's the guy's so totally lost it you think
1: yeah, he's nuts.
0: But Michael, Michael, let me let me let me remind the audience that Go I ahead. have this new show. But the Conspiracy Guy, Jim, the Conspiracy Guy, Sundays. Uh, uh, it's uh ten to midnight Central. It's eight to ten Pacific. It's eleven to one on uh, East Coast time. And it's uh at uh dot com. And what I'm going to do each Sunday on this new show, I'm going to spend the first hour laying out what I take to be the elements of a conspiracy Primarily by falsifying the official account, whether it's JFK 9/11, Sandy Hook, whatever. I'll lay out the evidence, and then the second hour I'll take questions and rebuttals. So if anyone thinks they can falsify the falsifiers I've advanced, they're going to have the opportunity. It should be really interesting, and I'm going to explain because it's my area of expertise as a philosopher of science how you can apply scientific reasoning to take apart cases of this controversial and complex kind.
1: Very nice. And Jim, before you dissent from the program, go ahead and mute any uh, mute. Go ahead and uh, <laughs> plug anything you'd like.
0: Well, let me let me mention my Twitter account. I have this dear friend, in the account. Legal, Jeff, who talked me into using Twitter. I'd never used it before. Uh, maybe about a year ago, I began putting up tweets. I told you I'm doing all these daily updates with Dean Ryan in L.A. and Mike Bear in Seattle. They're all going up on Twitter, at Jim Fetzer, at Jim Fetzer. You can find, if you want to know what's going on, we are doing the cutting edge reporting on the coronavirus pandemic. And I guarantee you, this is a political pandemic. It is not a medical emergency. But you can learn all the reasons why these are really fascinating shows. They run from 30 to 45 minutes, and they're very punchy because we're hitting all the highlights I present the basic stories, and then Dean and Mike comment on them. It's really wonderful. It got a tremendous response from our fans. And then I just remind everyone that if they go to my blog, JamesFetzer.org, they can find, for example, the article I just published while I was on the air with you, Michael, about how uh, CNN and, uh, and MSNBC and NBC have all known that the hydroxychloroquine is a sure cure for the coronavirus, but they don't want the public to know. This is complete insanity. If you want to see the evidence, I've republished a brilliant article exposing it all. Go to James Ottawa.
1: Very nice. Once again, it's always an honor and pleasure to have you here on the program, Jim. And Mike, say goodbye
0: to Jim Fetzer. Always a pleasure,
2: Jim. Thank you so much.
0: Mike, it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, buddy. If you want to look at at more 9-11, go to 9-11, who was responsible and why on BitChute, I was interviewed by Brian Rue, R-U-H-E. But if you go on to BITCHUTE, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E, uh, oh, 9-11, okay. who is responsible and why there's a comprehensive overview of all of the politics, uh, the science, the engineering of nine eleven, and I'd love to get your reaction, comments, and criticism.
2: Thank you, sir. And uh, thank you for listening to some of the questions that I had to, to Absolutely, ask.
0: Absolutely, Mike. It was a pleasure.
1: Very nice. Thank you so much, Jim. Until next time, mahalo.
0: Thank you, Michael. Thank Good you night. so much. Take care. Got
1: it. And there he goes, boys and girls, the one and only Dr. James Fetzer, the professor. And my goodness, Mike, lots to uh, consume here. I'm glad he was a part of the program yet again. And, you know, it, something just uh, occurred to me, Mike. Usually on the show, I would have done Celebrity Death Pool by now. Really? Yeah, I, I totally forgot to do Celebrity Death Pool. COVID-19 uh, took me out of my groove. And, you've th- and never
2: done that with me on on the on the air.
1: Now we've never done Celebrity Death Pool. Now we have to do that soon here.
2: Yeah, I mean I've never done it, so you'll have to explain it to me first. I'll uh, explain it uh, to you I know yeah. what's going
1: on. But definitely, you need at least ten picks. Okay. And then that, we make these predictions of who's gonna kick the bucket, <laughs> who's gonna be future Endeavored. All right. And you know we missed our mark. I mean, little Richard died. He did. I th- I thought he did.
2: I uh, you know what I haven't been online um, oh, he died? I haven't yeah, been he, reading anything
1: No, I was right. He died a week ago. He did. Oh. 87 man. years old. Wow. Can you believe that? <laughs> Can you believe that he's gone?
2: Wow. He was an
1: eccentric man.
2: You know Prince Prince stole that move from me.
1: <laughs> and this is the music, by the way, Mike. When I do a celebrity death pool yeah, it's it's a lovely segment. Very offensive. It gets people fired up. I get all kinds of hate mail. Oh, good. Yeah, people hate it. Great. I love it though. I think that's one of the best segments here on the program.
2: I think it's going to be interesting, and it, and it's nothing like I think you, we spoke about this once before. It's not like we're wishing these people to, to die. Not at all. It's simply who you think might die first. Exactly. I get it. Okay. Indeed. I mean, all it's right. no, it's nothing bad. Okay. You'll have to explain it a little bit more in detail to me. And, uh, so I know exactly what we're, what we're up, you know, to do. Yeah. No problem. But I kind of get the basic idea.
1: Yeah. It's a very basic thing. And of course, thank you to, um, everyone out there who did donate. I really do appreciate all of you out there. And Mike. Yes. It was a fun show so far. And I'm looking at the time. We, it's almost time to wrap up here. I mean, I, I'm almost done drinking this beer. That's a sign. <laughs> I
2: I gotta tell you, it was, it was tough keeping up with Jim, man. I mean, from the second he came on, it was like, okay, tell everybody a little bit about what you are. And what he you've digressed.
1: Done. Yeah, digression. And he just digressed. Sure. And then
2: we tried to talk about 9-11 and we moved into the That's whole, okay though. Uh, That's okay. I know. I know. but- You gotta I
1: remember mean, was, though, Mike, the, the people here on the internet, they are ADD victims. So you gotta <laughs> keep that in mind. Uh, our minds just shift really quickly.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Okay.
1: Us internet folk. <sighs>
2: Well, I, 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 the only reason I bring this up is because I, I, as you know, I'm having a very difficult time That's okay. accepting some of these things that I'm hearing. That's why you're here,
1: Mike. That's a, that's a little secret, a part, a part of the program here, a part of the formula, the fact that you are not personally invested in, in any of this. So you are basically the norm.
2: That's right. And And that's why I like it.
1: You're being red pilled, Mike, slowly. (laughs) I love it.
2: And, and you know, and I I appreciate it and I respect it. It's just really. It's hard. It's very difficult for me to swallow. I know.
1: I know. I, mean, I, know. I And that's why I, sure I said on the show. That's why I said on the show, I know many Americans out there still have trouble believing that our government possibly has lied and deceived us many, many times and many times over. And of course, Mike, the excuses has always been the same. Uh, we, we couldn't inform the public due to national security purposes. We've heard this time and time again, Mike. Yes, we have. We we really have. And it's obvious our government will never admit their more serious downfalls. So <sighs> I know, I know, I know. Let it let it consume I, I mean, it, consume it, it. We, let it boil, let it let it marinate there, Mike. It's okay.
2: It, it, exactly. It's it hard. really it doesn't sit right with me. If 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 you. indeed if indeed nine eleven was a for lack of a better term, an inside job of the American government. I, I, I mean, it's so many people died.
1: I know it's hard to believe. Just like it's, it's hard to believe that there are a group of people out there, Mike, who have a group called Witches Against Trump.
2: Yeah, I've heard of that. Actually, <laughs> I, I was actually sent uh, an email oh, once asking me to to perform a, a, a ritual. Oh my!
1: Really? And I was like, "Get out!" Really. Of here. <laughs>
2: Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I I turned it down. I, I who I think it was from the satanic. I, honestly, I cannot remember if it was the satanic temple in, in Detroit or if it was the witches. Oh, who was it? Oh, I, I can't remember. But I got an email. It was a long time ago that that happened. I see. Um, whatever. That's all right. Um, just to end off on that whole nine eleven thing though. Yeah, go ahead. It's it's so it's such a. Big lump in my throat. To, to, no,
1: I'm with you. Yes, it's a, it's a hard swallow. one. So you, you know what I'm co- talking about. I was right there t- with you. I was right there with you. You got to remember, I got in trouble uh, the morning of nine eleven for being outspoken. Yeah, by one of the teachers before um before we were out of uh, class, I had mentioned, is it possible that perhaps our government might have been involved, and that set them off.
2: Let let, let me ask you a question. Michael. Sure. In your personal opinion, what do you think
1: happened? It's a hard one. It's it's a multi-layered issue, and there's a lot that happened. There was intel from uh, many, many government intel. Uh, various uh, departments of government even informed our intel about a possible attack that morning. Right. And they failed to act. I remember that. I think they knew about it. I think they had known that there was a possible attack coming. I think Bush might have been partially responsible for that. I think Dick Cheney might have been partially responsible for that. I think uh, Larry Silverstein might have been partially responsible for that. Maybe even Rudy Giuliani might have been possibly in the know. So, I mean, these are all assumptions, but there's lots of information that sort of make you sort of think, hmm, is it possible that perhaps that was what really happened, that we knew all about uh, an imminent attack and we sort of just stood idle. We we there stood you. idle, Mike. And,
2: and and you know like what Jim said before about the building collapsing.
1: Building 7.
2: And 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 how like right. when I responded he's like, you know, what 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 don't you believe? Well, it's it's like well,
1: the thing is he doesn't I, know, you know. He does, he's not aware that you're not personally invested in any of this.
2: I understand that. And mm-hmm. and and that's fine. But what I'm what I'm getting at is this. I heard a lot of people from as as early as like a couple of days or even weeks after the the devastation tragedy happened. The the devastation and the tragedy happened. Right. I I heard a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, it looks as though it was an implosion or 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 uh, uh, whatever they call it when when they do you know when they they destroy buildings." A demolition, looked, right. A demolition, right, right. So I heard a lot of people say that. It looked as though – that doesn't mean that's what happened. That's Absolutely. what I was trying to say to Jim.
1: Oh, I understand that. I was so, I, I was agreeing with you. It is hard to sort of see it that way, no doubt.
2: And then and then, the, then, the possibility of, of, of the Israelis being
0: involved,
2: like what, just to set us off to get us involved in, in, a, in a war against the Arabs?
1: It's a different it's a difficult one to um, uh, sort of explain to you why that would be the case Mike Ugh, it would take us a I'll long time to, to sort of uh, again it's a multi-layered issue
2: and I'll tell you I hope we're all I hope we're all wrong I hope so too I really do I, I, I'm with I you. really hope that my government is not killing its own citizens
1: it's just quite unusual Mike when you yeah. think about it. It's hard, but it's also hard to rule out. When you look at Building Seven, it really does sort of also look like a demolition. The free fall speed.
2: It, it, do you know what Building Seven was?
1: Well, I don't have a map for you here.
2: No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> do you know what, like, like the World it's, Trade? It's not Center. that.
1: It's not that far away.
2: No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, do, do you know what it was? Do you know what's like, in there? Like the, yeah, what like the World Trade Center was, uh, you know, big office buildings with records and and.
1: Uh, I'm sure there is a bunch and- of yeah. I'm sure there is a bunch of records in uh, Building Seven, the Seven WTC, I believe that's what they they call it. Right. And uh, Larry Silverstein holds a ground lease for the site. By the way, who is that? Uh, Larry Silverstein. He's like the owner.
2: Oh, oh, okay.
1: Yes. Right. So, I mean, they—they're saying it collapsed because of a fire. Yeah, that's what I heard. But I mean, uh, how does a fire make a building look like it exploded from the bottom?
2: See that—that's where, in my mind,
1: and they what, even heard explosions, Mike. Firefighters did.
2: Yeah, but I mean, couldn't have been like a a boiler, or you know, there were maybe, gas, maybe there were gas, yeah, c- coming up from, it's from possible. the from the the sewers. I mean, you know, that's the the logical part that I thought about. Like, you know, maybe it was just, uh, you know, natural gas coming out from broken pipes. I mean, there's so many different possibilities. There's
1: different variables. But again, it's hard to imagine that this just uh, a fire happened and the building exploded from the bottom the way it did. It's just hard to sort of just assume it happened that way. And it was 47 stories, by the way, 47 stories tall. Building 7. Building 7. Yeah, you got to look up uh, Larry Silverstein. I'm going to. Yeah, you're going to have to. Lots of insurance money. Oh, really? Yep. Lots of insider trading uh, went on, just like uh COVID-19. Lots of insider trading. There's lots of strange coincidences when you sort of look back in time and you look at how everything has played out so far here in 2020. It's hard not to... Uh look back in time and think about nine eleven and what happened before and what happened afterwards and that's another thing that perturbs me here when I think of COVID nineteen and what the ramifications are after everything's said and done. What the conclusion of it all, Mike. Look how everything has changed after nine eleven. I uh yes, uh Oyve, indeed in the chat room there. <laughs> oy vey, indeed and indeed and um there's there's lots of things going on, Mike, and we are running out of time here, so I do appreciate everyone out there for being a part of the program yet again. I hope you enjoyed uh, this show, no matter where you are out there. And, of course, as we close up shop here, I just wanted to mention uh, this to Mike and all of you out there. I know there are some people out there listening to this that uh, are depressed right now, and I understand these are quite unusual times that all of us are facing, but all these things will come to pass. Don't feel too alone out there. We're here. We are here. And, uh, Mike, uh, before I let you go, anything you'd like to plug uh, before we uh, say goodbye to you?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, As usual, folks, uh, if you're interested in any of my artwork or uh, paintings, uh, I'm sorry, or paintings or photography, go to Horrible artwork. That is HorribleArtwork.com. If you're interested in any of my music and musical efforts of the past, please go to mikehideous.com, and that's M-Y-K-E dot com, uh, hideous.com. Um, and if you're interested in catching me on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash mike M-Y-K-E. Michael, as always, I had a great time. Thank you, my friend. Uh, thanks to all the listeners. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next show.
1: You got it, brother. See you tomorrow with uh, Leo Zagami. Yes, sir.
2: All right, Michael, you have a good night, buddy.
1: You too. See you soon. Good night. Bye-bye. And there he goes, boys and girls, the one and only Mr. Mike Hideous. And I'd like to thank Jim Fetzer for being a part of the program. And of course, I'd like to thank all of you in the chat room. And as we take it home here tonight, and I pull this Larry Silverstein style, I want to thank all of you who donated. I see you out there. Thank you so much for your donations. You really do keep the show moving forward, and I appreciate that. Don't forget, if you are a fan of the program, and you want bonus content, and you'll be able to find that. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon, and there you will hear me one-on-one with all sorts of walks, all sorts of walks of life, rather. And the last show I did was with Oli Damagard. I'm still debating if I should uh, throw you guys a bone. And upload that to uh YouTube. I think I might. I think I might. Just because of Friday's show that didn't air. It was deleted and removed by YouTube. Apparently, the guest got very upset with us. And that's what happened. But that's okay. He was a douchebag and you didn't miss anything. I promise. Once again, michaeldeacon.com for... Further information on where you can find the podcast, and if you're not going to go there, I'll just remind you, you can find the podcast rendition of the show by going to iTunes, Stitcher, and my favorite, CastBox, and yeah, Spotify, also pretty nice place, and international listeners out there, thank you so much for your support, too. Really appreciate that. Germany and the UK and Australia and Canada have all been quite... Quite nice, and I appreciate all the emails out there, and it was a top talent show yet again with the professor. Wasn't that fun? It was, and thank you to the mods as well. Thank you for hanging out and controlling the chat room if that's what you did tonight. I appreciate that completely. Now, whatever it is you do choose to believe, you must adapt now, as all control seems to have been lost, and we are without a rescue party inside, boys and girls. I know, right? There's nothing more frightening than reality. And I hope you well out there, wherever you may be. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody.